0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. And what is cooler? than having a Georgia National Championship Tumbler. Zeke was all over this. Well, he wasn't until I told him. I actually got him one for his 40th birthday. But they have these tumblers. They're awesome. They're going to keep your drink cold, keep them warm, and you can celebrate a Georgia win. If you use code DADSEASON, they will give you 20% off your order. That is for everything. That is the Roto-molded coolers, the tumblers. It's the whiskey barrel tumblers. Everything they have at OrcaCoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON. It's dad season all year round and you will get 20% off your order. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action 24-7. If you want action, get in on the action with Action 24-7. Tennessee's only sportsbook by Tennesseans, for Tennesseans. There's so much going on. NBA's going on. You can parlay with the NBA. If you bet $50 bucks on a parlay, it will give you $25 back if it doesn't hit. All sorts of parlays on the NHL this week. There's something going on in Australia this week, except if you're Novak Djokovic. But if you bet $30 on tennis, you'll automatically get a 20- $20 free bet to use during the match. There's table tennis bets again this week, a deposit boost on a Saturday. They move the typical Friday boost to Saturday, in celebration of the Titans divisional round playoff game. And then on Sunday, there's a parlay. You get a risk free up to $50 single game parlay on the Rams, Bucks, or Bills, Chiefs. And always, if you use code DADS100, it will match up to $800 your deposit all the way up until the Super Bowl. Check out our friends at action247.com. So, Zeke, I didn't want this to be the 40th show. We are recording these before you are 40 because you are going to have your kids all weekend. We will eventually put these out after you're 40. I was interested in what philosophical things might be on your mind like do you look at the world a different way now that you're 40 opposed to I mean and, and it's just gonna be a couple days so you're not officially 40 but do you look at the world a different way at 40 than you did when you were younger like or 39 or is it just another day
1: I mean all I know is I'm a uh, I'm a far cry from 17 but this old dick's still long and lean
0: since it's your 40th i will leave that in for you i know you've been dying to have something risque and (laughs) congratulations happy birthday zeke i will leave that in for you
1: it's my newest kid rock quote i've been going with
0: Hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. Officially, in the second half of his life, he is closer to death than he was to being born. Zeke Baker, how are you, my friend?
1: I mean, I've always said I didn't want to be like old, old, but I didn't know I was at the halfway point. Shit.
0: I mean, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about having a cold open with you and what we were going to talk about. And I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to make to eighty. Like none of my grandparents made it to 80. And I was thinking to myself, like, once I hit 60, it's Andrew WK, like, let's get the party started. Like it's gonna be on. My kid's gonna be out. Like my kid's gonna be an adult when I'm 60. And at that point, like, screw
1: it. I did have a uh, you know, one of those like subtle moments where I was like, ah, 40. I'm like tucking the kids in. Like, how old will I be when they hit 40? Will I see them hit 40? Like, Oof. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, at their age, you would be in your 80s when they hit 40.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Or no, you wouldn't be. You'd be in your late 70s.
1: Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing too. But now I just did the math the right way. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be close.
0: It's late. Like y'all, it's 11 o'clock at night. We're not firing on all cylinders like we should. <laughs> I'm just happy we're like amped because normally when we record this late, I have like this feeling when we're doing the editing like oh god i don't want to release this episode i don't want to release this episode we sound like we sound tired and like i have those moments being the producer along with being a co-host with you like it's just tough like i'll listen to those shows and i edit them and i know it wasn't as good as it should be and it really just gets at me and you have that breath of fresh air not having to listen to it over and over like I do when I'm editing and just being like this show is not good. So I'm happy we're amped. I'm really happy we're amped.
1: Well good deal. Hopefully we can make the most out of this uh widow Jane show and not cause any widows.
0: How old are your parents right now?
1: Both born in fifty one.
0: Okay. My mom was born in fifty one. My dad was born in fifty. My dad is turning seventy-two on the thirty-first of January. There you go. My mom is seventy until later on this year so i think i'm okay to hit 70 i'm worried about like hitting 75 and above
1: you never know just don't be the guy that uh you know banks on checking out by a certain time and gets like the the term life insurance policy (laughs) and then outlives the damn thing
0: oh i'm not gonna be that guy i'm not gonna be that guy i'm not gonna reverse mortgage my house i'm not gonna do any of that stuff i just want to be normal and when i go i go i feel you it's really annoying sometimes though when you just nod your head and don't say anything and then you take 30 seconds to say i feel you
1: well i think you're gonna jump to something so i don't want to start like saying something and interrupt you and then i realize oh damn he wanted me to
0: no i was punting reply, to but. you i it, it's a it's a game of ping pong we ping pong the ball to each other
1: I know, and there's also times when it's like All right. I'm going to make a closing statement because the only thing really to do is agree. And then, and I assume that's what you're leading up with is the changing gears or making a left or right turn. And now we're going into this part of the show. And then I'm just like, uh, oh, damn. He wanted me to concur. Okay. Uh, I concur.
0: uh, All right. Changing gears, everyone. (laughs) Widow Jane sent us over a couple whiskeys. They sent us over their Lucky 13 as well as their Decadence. I have good news and I have bad news to the folks at Widow Jane. The good news is Zeke has a sample of both. Now, the bottles were sent to me. I made samples for Zeke. I took a picture and put it on Instagram of the Decadence, and I have no idea where the bottle is right now. So when we get to that review, I remember tasting it that day. I remember liking it. I remember it being sweet. I do like a maple finished whiskey although i don't have specifics i know zeke doesn't agree with me and i don't have a bottle to revisit it i just it's in the house somewhere i have no idea where it is i'm so sorry y'all i will do an addendum when we when i find this and we do another show i will be like hey zeke guess what i found that decadent and these are my tasting notes no matter what we're
1: reviewing so which dog do you think took it I mean, I know which one I would go with based on the maple being included there.
0: And you're going to say shifty no matter what. You're going to say it's waffle always.
1: I never can keep up with their names. I just know one of them has really shifty eyes, and I've been scared of him since day one. But yes, I would have said waffles would make sense to be the one to jack something with maple in it.
0: It's You make a ha 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 nice laugh but you make the common mistake it's not waffles plural it's just waffle one waffle
1: oh you're just here in the southern nest it's like people say kroger's
0: i know but everybody calls him waffles and i'm like no it's just waffle like we are dad's plural not dad's possessive with
1: I mean, if a- i was gonna call him something i'd be like waffle fry
0: <laughs> he's
1: just waffle
0: he's got that waffle complexion and then rye rye's just a big old lap dog.
1: I mean, if he's got a waffle complexion, it's like a frozen one that ain't been put in the toaster.
0: Other people make waffles that look like that color that they actually do in a waffle iron, your ass just buys instant waffles and enjoys them.
1: I got a lot going on in the mornings. I ain't got time to make a waffle in a waffle maker and then clean it and then deal with it, blah, 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 and get the batter and blah, blah, blah,
0: blah. that's a weekend thing. It's a weekend meal.
1: That's still a lot of time and work I ain't got.
0: What are you doing that you're spending so much time that you don't have time to make some waffles?
1: I mean, I've either got the kids and I mean, they don't even like that stuff to begin with. So I'm not going to make it for party of one. Or if I don't have the kids, I'm probably trying to sleep for once and then let somebody else make breakfast somewhere.
0: All right there, Bumbles we are talking about (laughs) widow jane today and the lucky 13 it's age 13 years in american oak and they use the pure limestone water from the legendary rosendale mines of new york they use this for all of their stuff it has to be their water this is proof down to 93 proof it is whiskey from three different sources so they use some from indiana some from kentucky and some from tennessee they were all aged in small batches for 13 years and handpicked by head distiller lisa wicker the reason they use those legendary limestone mines in the case of the high rye lucky 13 it is proofed with limestone mineral water from widow jane mine it's a cement mine that once was used for iconic public works projects it's hard yet sweet mineral water is one of the signature ingredients and fingerprints of Lucky 13's character. Thank you very much, Whiskey Wash, for that information. Good stuff over there at Whiskey Wash.
1: Well, I thought they used that mine water for, I mean, literally the whole portfolio, right? They do. I mean, isn't everything Widow Jane's going to have that in there? Because I think you missed it, but one of the chats were in, you know, some folks were talking about possibly doing a pick there and that it was somewhat contingent on if they could, you know persuaded into being done as cash strength. And I was kind of like, man, I've heard everybody and their brother make the same pitch to them. And the line always comes back of, it wouldn't be Widow Jane if it didn't have this limestone water from this specific source in it. If you want cash strength, this or that, go get it from somebody else. Because if it's going to be Widow Jane, it's got to have this water in it.
0: The Lucky 13 releases variant proof from 91 to 99. So this one was 93 proof, the one that we got it begs the question they have to use the mineral water 91 to 99 for 13 like why proof it down that much i would rather get it someplace from a 110 to a 116 and then let me proof it to 91 if i want it to or let me have it a little bit higher
1: well even then the fact that nothing hits 100 is there some uh, like tax difference on you know alcohol products in that state or something to where It's just like a financial move to not have anything at a hundred or higher. I mean, I'm all for varying proofs and, you know, tasting things and seeing where it's the best, but the fact that nothing ever gets above a hundred just seems kind of odd to me. Like why I wouldn't say scared of the number, but why does no one ever approach it or go above it?
0: No idea. But I mean, for me, I'd just rather have options. I would rather have the option to proof it down then have it kind of, like, you can't go up. You know, at least if you're getting something that's a little bit higher proof, and I'm not a proof chaser, but at least if I'm getting something higher up, I can proof it down to where I want it to be. I could put a cube in, I could put a little bit of water in. Like, how about a set? with one of these where you could actually have a little bit of that mineral water that comes with the package and you could proof it down if you want to that way you're still using the iconic mineral water from their source but you have the option to choose your own adventure kind of deal
1: yeah i mean that'd be a fun concept as well it just kind of throws me off of why there's nothing above the 99 mark and i'm it's not like we've ever said that something has to be high proof to be good but you know, in a, in a business to where, you know, consumers don't run or dictate everything, but in a way they kind of do because they're not buying your product. You ain't keeping the lights on and paying your bills. I do think more and more people that are jumping on board or getting deeper into bourbon are also going after those higher approved products. It just kind of, you know, how many times do you get passed over just simply because folks see that number like, eh, hey, I'm not into that right now. That's not my thing. I like something a little bit higher
0: and some of these say so it's interesting i'm looking at a couple different sources here it says lucky 13 is a limited release of 100 high rye single barrel sourced from mgp hand selected by widow jane had to still release a wicker and that's in pace magazine on the bottle it says kentucky tennessee and indiana but this is saying it's just mgp interesting and it is high rye multiple places have said it's a high rye
1: That's what I was going to ask. I even took a note when you were going through the spiel at the first one. You know, all right, if it's a blend of different mash bills, what constitutes high rye and how do you even get there? Because anything that's sourced from Tennessee, I can't remember mash bills worth the shit, but I'm pretty sure the Tennessee component is not a high rye one (laughs) if it's in there.
0: And then if you look back at the whiskey wash, it says Lisa Wicker notes that the fine and delicate blending process consisting of straight bourbons from Kentucky, Tennessee, and Indiana makes Lucky 13 a rich and complex expression of well-aged and absolutely not chill-filtered small-batch bourbon. The resulting whiskey has a rich, wonderful mouthfeel and lingering finish. So, all in all, I have to still go with the bottle. Anyways, Zeke, the MSRP is 90 for this. What? did you think of widow Jane lucky 13?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we'll, uh, we'll see where our notes do and don't line up, not having the bottle and just tasting it. I felt like I'd gotten at least some, um, Tennessee components in there. I'll throw that much out ahead of time.
0: Yeah. The only problem I I have, and I will preface our whole review with this, the minerality, I never understand when it's Widow Jane. Is that minerality the source of the whiskey or is it their water in general?
1: That's the same thing I was thinking. Honestly, it is quite the interesting curveball. of it's got this mineral component to it. Well, it's obviously got what I would say is a fair amount of mineral water in it. I mean, granted, I feel like the older MGP gets, the lower the proof gets. But almost inversely, if anything they have gets a, at a higher proof, it's the high rise. Yeah. You know, those low rise always set, you know, sub 110 even early on, like, you know, 8, 9, 10 year kind of stuff. But the high rise that we've seen that folks got and then let it age You know, past that 10 year window, it went up.
0: Especially if you took it off property at some point, you know, a whole number of things. I remember all those ones the Smooth Ambler, the Blom Brothers, the. OKIs, the Bellmeads, traverse city all those big mgps that came from that september 2006 time frame like september to november we talk about that as the legendary run and it wasn't even mgp when those were distilled it was still ldi we digress we could talk about this stuff all night i want to know what you think of the whiskey first and foremost mr baker
1: So for the Widow Jane Lucky 13, I felt like the profile was pretty consistent uh, from front to back. There were nuances, but what I was perceiving seemed to be the same no matter where it was in the uh, the tasting. I thought that there was a, a strong oak that comes on immediately. It didn't have too much of a Tennessee component to it, in the sense of kind of the minerality and the things that go along with that oak presence you get from some of the older Tennessee stuff. Uh definitely get some fruit tones in there. I thought like I specifically got juicy fruit on this one. It was, you know, secondary and underlying to that oak layer that kind of covers the everything in the palette. Uh, towards the back end, the oak has a little bit more of a bite. And you know, kind of what we talked about earlier as far as, well, the minerality component could obviously be from the water as well, but the the bite that I would assume is coming from the oak in this is definitely something that I've seen in Tennessee distillate. Not anything that I think a, a, a mineral water being added could provide, just based on the nature of it, the way it kind of hits the tongue. And uh, again, some mineral tones there in the finish, as we've discussed, coming from you know two different angles most likely, but. It wasn't off-putting, and it wasn't the uh, you know the textbook Flintstones quote-unquote flavor. It, it was more of just a, a, you know a well water minerality. To where if you're not used to it, it, you know obviously it tastes different, but it doesn't make you pucker up, feel funny, however you want to describe it or whatever you you got the first time you tasted that sensation. It's just a little different, but overall I thought it was good. And for a 13 year product, there's just a lot of oak in there. Obviously, for a 13-year product, there's just going to be a fair amount of oak to even more in there. As we've discussed in plenty of shows before, when you take older stuff and add water to it and start to really take knock off the, the you know, alcohol percent, you really diminish almost everything but the oak at some point. And to me, that's just why there's you know such a strong presence and uh, that central theme throughout the tasting is you know what kind of sweet undertones and that juicy fruit that I picked up would have probably been there at a higher proof. It just got wiped out by the the whale water.
0: I couldn't agree with you more and I'm not trying to move us along. I did get a very high rye presence though. I think you did a very good job in laying that out. Minerality totally got that. You could definitely tell it's a high rye though. It's got that bite and the bite really comes through towards like the mid back of the palate. Gets a little bit spicy in there, but you're right. Oak, I mean for a 13 year product, especially when water is added to it, that oak is coming out. For an older product, I I like it. I think overall, though, I'm very pleased to see a limited offering of 13-year whiskey for under $100 that tastes good. I think that alone, I don't want to say it makes it better, but you look at it on paper and you're already predisposed to like it based on a number of factors like that. When you taste it, how do I explain it? There's a bias going in. If the whiskey is even better than half good, that bias is going to be upheld. And when somebody says, Should I get this or not? I'm going to say, It's great whiskey for under a hundred bucks. It's a great blend. Lisa did a good job. They pick good whiskey and it's a limited offering under hundred bucks. Like I'm sold. I'm sorry to oversimplify that, but for me, it just it comes down to is it good whiskey? Yep. Is it price w- good? Yep. Okay, cool.
1: What I wonder the most too, you know, the fact that they've you know mentioned this high rye aspect to it more than once is, you know, you gotta wonder though, and I could be totally wrong, but I feel like if that proof is left kicked up a bit, if those, you know, fruit undertones that are in there, and again, I mean, when I picked it up, it was really like really like juicy fruit, sweet, like you know, when you first bite into a stick and those, you know, first three or four chews, you just get that rush, like, oh, that's good, you know. If you know, you don't kick it up a little bit, well, the bite that's three quarters in, I think it's going to dial back some. The oak's obviously not going to be as strong. And then if that you know sweetness is is kicked up a few notches on the uh, equalizer, whatever you want to call it, uh, when you're looking at this, uh, I think that's really where I would want it to be. And if the high rye and the proof make it a little hotter on the back end, that's fine. I, I would take the perceived heat to accompany the extra sweetness Versus kind of the, I don't know, for some reason, I always think when oak is strong and at lower proof, to me, it just seems dull. I know it doesn't taste like scotch. But I kind of attribute it to that in my head, just like a, an old curmudgeon, just being kind of dull and sitting there and sipping some like 30 year old scotch and just loving the taste of the oak. And, you know, rrr, rrr, rrr. I don't know. It's Get off my lawn. Me. Yeah. I mean, in, in no way is it vibrant. It's, it's like those shows when you, you and I are dragging ass and just struggling to talk, <laughs> which is probably a bad analogy for ourselves, but oh well.
0: We'll go with it. So final verdict, I mean, I'm I'm a buy. I'm a buy on this. I know our final verdict doesn't really matter. We say this over and over and over. Listen to our tasting notes. If it sounds somewhat interesting, go ahead and try it at least. I would get another one of these for the price and for what you're getting out of it. I just, my only knock on this is I wish the proof was higher. That's it.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. In the l- it has nothing to do with... Seeing the number of the proof, it's just in my mind. I got to believe that, you know, if I'm, you know, looking at an equalizer board or trying to mix something, I think the flavors that I want and the balance that I want, that's where it's going to be.
0: No, I'm 100% with you, like especially with this older stuff. That's why I keep saying I want to dial it in. And it's not that I'm chasing a higher proof or that I need. I mean, the the proof for me on this, it might be 99.5, right? Like it might not even be 100 proof, but I want to be able to dial it in. I know we have to trust Lisa at some point, but I just think that it's also some people like a little more oak and some people don't. Zeke and I are going to be two people that steer away from the oak. We don't mind sweet oak as much, but we're going to steer away from the oak a little bit. And that's the issue that we have. I think when you do that lower proof of a 13-year whiskey, it's just going to amplify. Using your your whole mixing board analogy, you're turning (laughs) up the gain on the oak and you are turning down the pot on the sweetness.
1: I still wonder, too, about the whole 99 thing. Like, does it not seem odd to you that there's nothing at 100 or higher? There's got to be some rationale behind that.
0: They're big fans of 99 Luff Balloons and won't go above it.
1: I don't know what that means, but I'll, I'll let you roll with that one.
0: It's a song. <laughs> it is a, you've heard it. It's in German. It's also known as 99 Red Balloons.
1: Yep, still don't know it.
0: Go look it up. What do you and think of this decadence that. real quick? What do you think of this decadence real quick before we get out of
1: here? Uh, you dodged a good Winnie the Pooh analogy there. any rate, for the decadence, I thought that the the oak per se or the bite that hits the tongue when it first comes in, it was much more noticeable than the the lucky thirteen was. I, I don't know what the ages of the product that went into this one are, but it definitely like as soon as it hit my tongue, like ooh, that thing's it, it's sharp. It, it grabs me a little bit and bites a little harder. I felt like overall the profile still seemed to be. More mineral than a fruit component, Uh, but again, by no means was there any kind of like Flintstones notion or anything along those lines. Towards the very tail end, I picked up some light fruits, and honestly, I didn't even know this was a a maple product until uh, after I'd already taken this first set of notes, and, and John and I were talking before we went online. And I've kind of re-nipped it a couple of times since then. I don't get a strong maple presence out of it in both profile nature as far as flavors um, or an increased viscosity either, which actually kind of surprises me since it's a pretty unique flavor when it's in either a bourbon or a rye product. I mean, I'm glad it's not overwhelming and overbearing, but I really don't catch it at all even when I'm trying to, to, to say I got it in the notes just so I sound like I know what I'm doing. I, I really don't pick it up hardly at all. From what you remember when you had it did you pick up a strong maple presence at all cuz i mean i'm i'm not getting it at hardly anything i mean it would be a reach for me to say i i detected maple in this
0: i was getting sweetness i got sweetness
1: it we wasn't got sweetness in front of you right now i don't know man go ahead
0: yeah i we we're, we're uh, far apart on that one but i would just say that uh, i liked it it was sweet it went down easy i think it's priced at about 80 this one is 91 proof it's 10 years old finished in crown maple syrup barrels it's 90 actually it's 89.99 probably a little bit higher for me i would say for this one you know i liked the whiskey i didn't like the price i also feel it comes down to a proof thing again it's not them chasing proof but if you're gonna pay for a specialty finish because these maple and the honey finishes and all that kind of stuff they they normally go for over three bills i feel like you're teetering on that line at 90 for giving a 91 proof whiskey if you're going to have that be an lto give a full-fledged lto that's at least higher proof because i think you're going to get some people that eventually get disappointed that they don't have that higher proof
1: well what irks me on this too and I mean, I don't think either one of us would pick on the the finishing component anymore, like some of the. uh, No, I like me. I mean, I don't care. You can finish it whatever you want. Somebody likes it, wants to buy it, and they enjoy drinking it. I mean, who gives a rat's ass? Same as we've always said for the, uh, you know, all the shines and all the other stuff that are on the market. Hey, if it tastes good, go with it. I don't care. But what irks me, especially is, you know, aged juice is becoming more and more and more of a premium and harder to find. Why take 10 year barrels and finish them? Take a five or a six. I mean, especially something like maple or honey or anything that's super viscous, a very dominant earthy herbal tone and flavor. I mean, people want that flavor to be part of it, Obviously or they wouldn't buy the, that kind of finish. but don't don't, don't use 10year barrels. We're not going to see them that much anymore. They're, they're going away. They're hard to find. You can't buy them on the markets. You use some of the young stuff. Find a synergy there with the finished product.
0: you love your synergy?
1: 10 and up, hell, even 8 and up. Just just let it ride. Just let it ride.
0: What I would say is I agree with you. I think there are brands like Penelope, Blue Note. I mean, this would be a great thing to blend with Green River or younger MGP like Penelope uses. Like, it's not something those MGP barrels are worth more because you could be putting out single barrels. Let's be honest. People are paying for high proof single barrels, well over 100 bucks a bottle, and you could be selling them. Like you basically took everything that you blended together for this. That was 10 years old. You're leaving money on the table and you can applaud them for that, for for putting the best stuff in. But from a business perspective, I would look at that and say some of that younger whiskey is sweet. Like if you get that green river stuff and some of the MGP stuff that we've, we've tasted, it would be perfect to put maple or honey with those.
1: Oh yeah. Again, you know, when you buy something that's a finish like this, you want that aspect of the flavoring. You use you young stuff. Save it. I mean, even if you know somebody may or may not think their older barrels are amazing in the market and the consumer, they see 10 year, 110-ish or higher proof Indiana on the label. <laughs> Cha-ching, just start printing money. Exactly.
0: I kind of like this one. I, I wish I don't like the price and the proof, but I mean, if you have the disposable income and you like sweet i thought it was sweet zeke did not we also know that zeke's older and some of his body is starting to shut down already because that's what happens
1: when you get older but i do still have an amazing sweet tooth and love sugars so maybe it just wasn't uh, sugary enough to to hit my marks <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't do pastries i just eat sweets somebody's like if i get you a cake for your birthday you're gonna eat it and i was like the icing like, are you serious i'm like yeah like, well, if it's layered well, I'll eat the icing in between the layers and still throw the damn cake out.
0: <laughs> How you are not a fat kid is beyond me.
1: Gym, paleoton, hard work, dedication.
0: <laughs> <laughs> enough about me. What do you do? Because I don't eat the icing. I'd be the person that would eat the cake and not eat the ice. Like I just want just enough icing to give it flavor, but I wouldn't go overboard.
1: Maybe that's where you're messing up. I don't know what to tell you.
0: And for the record, Zeke refuses to call it Peloton. He knows it's Peloton, but he calls it Paleoton because he wants me to correct
1: him. I couldn't say it if I had to right now. It's like trying to say red lobster. All oh, You can eat scrimp. It, it's always going to come out scrimps.
0: But he call, He started calling it Paleoton in the beginning and has not figured out how to not say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the brain's stuck on it. Now we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyways, thank you, Widow Jane, for sending us these whiskeys. You can find us on Facebook at Dad Tricky Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad, Instagram at Dad's Tricky Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us?
1: Good old music city, U.S. of A. Cheers. Ciao.